0: this is where Texas politics gets interesting. Here again are two guys named Jason, some great guests, and cold Texas beer for another smart conversation on Yolitics, the unofficial political podcast of Texas.
1: Hey there, Whiteley with you this week. You only have one Jason this week. You don't have both of us. Wheeler decided to take a couple days off Uh, I just got back from Austin myself where the Texas Senate finally settled on what the impeachment trial for suspended Attorney General Ken Paxton is going to look like. The trial is going to begin in 75 days, two and a half months from now, Tuesday, the 5th of September at 9 a.m. inside the Texas Senate chambers. Remember, Texas has not seen an impeachment trial of a statewide official in more than 100 years. So, Catch you up real quick here. The Republican-led Texas House of Representatives, it voted overwhelmingly to impeach Republican Attorney General Ken Paxton, charging him with 19 or 20 different uh, allegations, corruption, and other things. Paxton responded pretty quickly after all this happened, saying they're all easily disproven. But anytime the House impeaches someone, that individual is automatically suspended from office without pay. So Paxton is off the job without pay. The governor appointed a temporary person to act as attorney general. Right now, that is John Scott, an attorney from Fort Worth. But Fast forward to this week here, in this early release episode we have for you. The Texas Senate's going to hold a political trial for the impeachment case. Senators are the jurors. The Lieutenant Governor, who is the president of the Senate, the Lieutenant Governor in this case, Dan Patrick, will act as the judge in this case. So for two days this week, all of them, they got together in closed session and they debated what this trial should look like, how it should go, the, the rules for it, how long it should last, when it begins, whether Ken Paxton's wife, State Senator Angela Paxton, can sit in on judgment of her husband. Now, you've likely seen the headlines, but now for the political perspective on this, we often call up Matt Makoviak for context on Republican politics. He's a longtime GOP consultant, and he's also chairman of the Travis County Republican Party, Do these rules help or hurt Ken Paxton's case? Do you think, if if you're Tony Busby, if you're the defense attorney for for Ken Paxton, what do you think about the rules?
0: Yeah, I think overall the Paxton defense team should be should be satisfied and, and reasonably happy. Um, they're going to get witnesses. They're going to have ability to to uh, question witnesses. They're going to be able to seek a, a summary judgment, a motion to dismiss at the beginning, which is only a, a, a simple majority threshold. Uh, you know, they probably would have liked the uh, Attorney General's wife to be able to, to vote, although in the end, I think they, the Senate made the right decision to allow her to participate, which is what the Constitution requires, but to not allow her to be part of deliberations or to vote. Um, so, yeah, overall, look, I, I don't think at the end of this, if Paxton is removed from office, his defense team is going to be able to claim that the Senate rules weren't fair. Uh, they're much more fair to him than what we saw in the House, where, where Paxton's team really had no ability to provide any information or, or witnesses or testimony or anything at all. Um, so, you know, they have an opportunity to have their day in court and uh, they're going to seek a you know, summary judgment at the beginning. Um, we'll see whether the Senate uh, has 16 votes to, to dismiss all the charges or some of them potentially. Um, and then uh, depending on that, we'll, we'll have a trial.
1: How likely is that summary judgment where a majority of the senators would just say, hey, you know what? We looked at it. You're good to go. The case is dismissed.
0: Yeah, you know what's interesting to me about that is, I think uh, the the problem with the summary judgment is that 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 would get ruled out at the very beginning, right? So so Paxson's defense team wouldn't be able to present evidence, uh, call up witnesses, provide testimony, uh, make their case, right? So so they'd have to basically uh, take the view that a majority of the Senate believes there there is not enough evidence for the trial to continue, um, and I don't know that that seems to be a high bar. I don't think there, I don't think a lot of Republican senators uh, want to be doing this. And I don't think Paxton ultimately is going to be removed from office. I think that two thirds threshold is high. That would require nine senators who are Republicans to join with all twelve Democrats. I think that's a high threshold. But I also uh, was struck by something Lieutenant Governor said recently. I might have been on on WFA or somewhere else where he said, "Look, we 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 want this to be fair. We want we want this to go through the full process." Uh, he seemed to sort of put put a little bit of cold water on the idea of a summary judgment. Uh, you know, that might make it possible for Democrats and others to say, oh, the Senate Republicans are coming for their own. They're not taking it seriously. From everything I can see, the Senate's taking this seriously. This rules package is pretty serious. Uh, senators themselves have not issued statements saying how they feel about the, the trial itself. Uh, you know, This thing has uh, been, I think, handled much more professionally, much more seriously than it was in the House.
1: Yeah, I think you're right about the, the Senate taking it seriously because no one's really, t- well, no one's talking on the record, and and some of them aren't even talking off the record uh, to me and other reporters down there. We- we'll get into the specific rules here in just a moment, but well, one of the things that, that stood out stood out to me is that each side gets 24 hours to present evidence. This is going to be a quick trial.
0: Yeah, I think that's right, and of course, September you know is an interesting time because there's been a lot of chatter in Austin that we'll have a school choice special session in the month of September right? So if uh, if the trial were to last, you know, weeks, which is something the Paxton defense team has talked about, if they're going to call something like 60 or 65 witnesses, uh, that might be hard hard to get done in a 24-hour window. Um, but if it's going to take weeks, that could chew up that entire month of September. Um, and and that's, you know, so, so, so you know, these things uh, end up having to work against other things that, that the legislature might want to be doing. So, yeah, I think you might be looking at a week. Uh, again, it's, it's going to depend on, Some of these pretrial motions, it's going to depend on how many witnesses there are, uh, how much evidence and testimony there is. But uh, I don't think this is going to be weeks. I think it's going to be, you know, seven to ten days.
1: Matt, Ken Paxton is required to be there according to one of the rules. Do Do you think that he will speak? And what do you expect that scene will be like? Because everyone in that room knows Ken Paxton.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's an unusual situation, right? It's a historic situation. He served in the Senate. He served in the House. He's been a statewide official for quite a while. His wife's in the Senate. He's been politically uh, aligned with Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick for some time, not just on sort of Trump stuff, but on other things. Um, yeah, it must be interesting. You know, Imagine imagine being a criminal defendant, right? It's kind of an out-of-body experience for any of us to consider. But then imagine it doing it in front of a jury of people that you know well. <laughs> you know, Generally, you wouldn't know anyone on a jury because- Anyone that knows the defendant would be struck. So uh, so yeah, it's an unusual situation. Um, and uh, he's going to have to sit there and take it all in as a defendant would. The question for me is whether he's going to testify or not. And uh, that's high risk, high reward. Generally speaking, uh, criminal defense attorneys, uh, and I know this isn't technically a criminal case. I don't even know what, what word we use to describe it because it's not civil and it's not criminal. It's a, it's in, It's in some third category that we don't know what to call it. But, but generally, you don't put your defendant on the stand unless you think the, the, that the uh, the jury is is at risk of, of finding a guilty verdict. If you don't think the case has been proven, then you don't th- th- then there's just just too much risk. Um, and certainly there are some bad facts here for the, the attorney general, uh, certainly related to the affair, uh, related to doing things for this donor. Uh, and I know that Paxton himself and his defense team believe he's not violated any law and that's why he has said he's, he's innocent from the very beginning. Uh, but he may have to answer some questions in ways that, that will be embarrassing. That may do some political damage. That might be hard for him to answer um, uh, truthfully, or correctly, or fully, without doing some damage. So that, to me, is going to be a huge question. Of course, if if they get the uh, the motion to dismiss, then we don't have that at all. I think there's a chance they may dismiss some of the uh, some of the articles, but not all of them. That may be something to watch.
1: Yeah, and you asked the question I was going to ask next, and that is about whether Paxton would testify in his own defense. I. I you know, considering he knows everyone in the room, and like you said, there's a lot of tough things to answer for here. I'm not. I'm not sure that he will, especially knowing that you're up against Rusty Harden and Dick DeGaren, who are the uh, you know prosecutors on the on the House side. Um, the witness list has to be filed uh, two months from today, August the 22nd. Um, wh- who do you expect to be on that? And and I guess one of the big questions I've, I've been wondering and people have been asking me is, will the alleged mistress be on that? witness list. And she was a uh, legislative aide for a while.
0: Yeah, I, I expect her to be on there. Uh, because, uh, you know, part of the allegations against the Attorney General is that he was asking a donor to do things to, to, to benefit her. Uh, so questions about her employment, and when she got, you know, hired by him, and whether it was a real job, and why why she got hired, and those kind of things, I think would be probably be material. Uh, I imagine she probably doesn't want to be part of this, uh, but but she is a, a, a you know a fact witness and a participant, and and, and likely would be a witness. Um, I imagine you're going to have a lot of witnesses uh, on both sides. Uh, certainly, anyone related to Nate Paul and his business empire. Uh, certainly, the some, if not all, of the whistleblowers. Uh, we saw one of them quoted just in the last few days. Blake Brickman said he very much would like to testify. What's interesting is both sides seem to be very confident uh, in, in in the the rightness of their position. Uh, we saw uh, one of the uh, uh, attorneys uh, for the impeachment uh, say that the the facts in the case are, I think he said, ten times or hundred times worse than what's publicly known. Uh, we've also seen, you know, Busby, who yes, da, 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 you know, does sometimes use hyperbole, uh, uh, make clear he doesn't believe there's anything close to the evidence necessary for a conviction, and he believes that if. A summary judgment was offered that that, that the motion to dismiss would, should should pass and be sustained. So, they, both sides are are in some ways overly confident. I don't know if they're working the refs or the public or if if I don't know you know maybe they both are just confident in their position. But um, you know, generally, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. It's probably a little bit more gray, a little bit more murky. Uh, but if both sides get to call the witnesses they want, if all the evidence that both sides want uh, you know get gets is is admissible. Uh, then no one's going to have anything to complain about when it's over. They're going to give it their best shot.
1: You mentioned both sides are confident, and you're exactly right about that. But I, I've been wondering the whole time, with these 20 articles of impeachment, 16 of which will, will be heard um, by the Senate, what is Paxton's defense on these?
0: Well, yeah, I, look, I, I know a little bit about this kind of under the surface from conversations over the last few years, I can tell you that the Attorney General believes that, um, that Nate Paul was being um, unfairly targeted uh, and that the, the feds did not go about it uh, the right way. There, there were questions about whether there was a, a warrant at the time uh, that his properties uh, had had, had uh, material seized. There are there questions about whether a warrant was backdated. So I, I imagine if you're talking about 65 witnesses, uh, maybe some of them would be related to, to whether that process was, was correctly followed. So uh, yeah, what is his defense going to be? I mean, you saw on the renovations the allegation that the the renovations were paid for by the donor. Uh, his his defense team at a press conference produced a wire receipt for one hundred twenty thousand dollars. If they have those kinds of pieces of evidence that can disprove some of these allegations, I think that's going to go a long way. Uh, but the question to me is going to be, you know, does he admit poor judgment? Does he admit some bad decisions? Does he admit uh, moral failings as it relates to the to the affair? Um, in the hopes that by being, by by showing that he's human, by showing some contrition, by showing that he realizes he made some mistakes, uh, that that may make it easier for his jurors, his for former colleagues in the Senate, to to ultimately absolve him of removal from office. I, you know, h- my view on this is that he's clearly made mistakes. Uh, I'm not here to defend behavior and those decisions, but I personally don't believe, at this point, based on what's been presented, that it rises to the level of removing him from office. Now uh, I want to see the the evidence. I want to hear from the witnesses. I want to watch the trial and, and take it in, and I'll, I'll have an open mind, just like anyone else in Texas should. Uh, but but you know, it'll be interesting to see what his defense is. How much evidence do they have? Uh, how much can they truly deny? Clearly, there's smoke here. The question is, is there fire? How big is the fire? Uh, and and is he going to
1: get removed? And then the other big elephant in the room was Angela Paxton. The, the senators decided to, uh, you know, Angela Paxton, obviously the, the, the wife of the uh, accused in this case, she's sitting on the sidelines for this. She can't be in deliberations, but she can remain in the chamber. Uh, really no surprise there to me, was it to you?
0: No, not a huge surprise. Um, you know, there was this gray area question about whether she could recuse uh, I realize the concept of a conflict of interest seems very cut and dry, and this you know, clearly, I think, rises to that level. On the other hand, the Constitution says that in an impeachment trial, all senators must be present. And so what does present mean? Does it mean you can sit there but not be part of deliberations and not vote? Does it mean you have to vote? I think there was some question about that, and I imagine the, the Rules Committee uh, in the Senate considered that. But in the end, I think they decided that they wanted this to be above reproach. And in the end, look, I don't believe one vote is going to decide Paxton's fate. I don't think it's going to be a one vote margin as to whether it gets removed or not. It's going to be overwhelming or it's or it's not going to reach that threshold in my view. Uh, so in the end, I think they made the right decision in a way. And this may be why she voted against the rules package. Um, it's kind of the worst of both worlds for her. She has to sit there, listen to all of it, some of which is going to be very unpleasant, bring back unpleasant memories, probably be, be somewhat embarrassing uh, and just not very very much fun for her. But she obviously is not going to be able to participate uh, in, both in the deliberations and the voting. And so she's going to, have to kind of sit there and 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 watch it. Uh, and rather than rather than do that in private, she's going to be doing it in public.
1: yeah, it seems like a tough position for her. She did vote against it. She was one of three people who voted against it. Republican Bob Hall voted against the rules package, which, didn't surprise me that much. Uh, but then Sarah Eckhart, the Democrat, former Travis County judge, uh Democrat from Central Texas there, Austin, she voted against it. Now, of course, we don't know what happened in the back there when they were deliberating this, but I thought that was kind of odd to see those two in there with Angela Paxton.
0: Yeah, strange bedfellows <clears throat> I mean, you can understand Angela's position because I think she wanted sure. to participate, wanted to vote, wanted to be part of the deliberations. Part of what's awkward about her is, is she she might even be a witness. I mean, she's gonna have obviously. Considerable knowledge, uh, you know, she 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 potentially could be a a, a testifying witness on either side, uh, right? So so obviously you wouldn't want to have a juror be a witness and be, a, be someone who's providing testimony. Um, Bob Hall and Sarah Eckhart, I think, very rarely vote on the same side of any issue unless it's a thirty-one to zero vote in the Senate. Uh, Eckhart's a pretty progressive, you know, liberal senator and Bob Hall is, is as conservative as it gets up from northeast Texas. So they may have they probably had different uh, problems with whatever the rules package was. They have different things they wanted or or, or didn't want. Uh, and they may or may not
1: eventually let us know what, the, what, the, what that is. Um, each article of impeachment is going to be voted on separately uh, by the senators. And if if a single article, uh, you know, reaches that two thirds threshold. Um, then the the conviction, then the House managers can ask uh, for uh, pa- Paxson to be disqualified from office. I thought that was interesting. They're, they're considering each one. It's like a criminal court. It's like a civil court. Uh, This political trial happening here, though, that seems like it would be a, a little easier for House managers probably to get at least one of these, uh, a conviction on one of the 16.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. I, I think because uh, what that does is it makes it less about whether you think that uh, this is the right thing to do, or it's the right process, or he deserves to be removed from office, and more about the merits of each individual charge. Uh, and I think some of the charges are going to be stronger than others potentially, and going can all depend on the witnesses and the testimony and the evidence. Uh, but that's right. I mean, you could have one or two perhaps that reach that threshold where the rest don't. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I think in the end, I, I'm not—I'm I'm actually not convinced that the, the votes are going to be different on each on each individual charge. I think the odds that. I think the Senate's likely to just either convict or not. Uh, And while the vote numbers might be different here or there, there might be 17 votes for one and 18 for another or or something like that. Uh, You've you've got to get to that two-thirds threshold of 21 out of 31. That's a very high threshold. You need nine Republicans to agree that he needs to be impeached over a specific article of impeachment. Um, Again, I don't think, I actually don't believe these senators have made up their mind. Um, They may have their own beliefs at the moment going in. but And I do think that the Democrats are probably likely to vote to impeach. Uh, they all voted to impeach in the House. But uh, the senators, I think, take their responsibility seriously. They're going to watch uh, the evidence and the testimony, and they're going to come to their own conclusion. This is really not a – I mean, I do think it's on some level about politics. I also think it's bigger than that. Uh, this is historic. You want to be able to defend your votes, your position. Uh, this is something that's going to be you know studied 100 years from now in Texas state history. And so you're going to want to be confident and feel good about the decisions that you made and the votes that you cast.
1: And for any Republican who would vote to convict on any of these charges here, I mean, they'd be setting themselves up for a primary challenger, wouldn't they?
0: Potentially, uh, certainly. Uh, and you saw an overwhelming vote in the Republican Party of Texas, uh, SREC, over the weekend, uh, basically uh, criticizing, uh, the red, with a resolution criticizing the, the impeachment, um, you know. We had a kind of an interesting mix of the 61 Republicans in the House that voted for it. It wasn't the 61 most moderate members. Yes, there were some moderates in there, but there were conservatives who voted to impeach and there were moderates who voted not to, and vice versa. Uh, It was really all over the map. So it shows me that it was very much an individual decision. And uh, and I don't think those individual House members necessarily viewed it as an ideological purity test. Uh, But sure, I, I do think grassroots conservatives across the state are not pleased with this. And if Paxton is removed from office, I think there's going to be. A significant uh, political costs associated with that. And of course, not every senator is up; only half the Senate is up in 2024, uh, and not not half of the Senate is all Republican, right? So, the, so you got you know probably ten or so Republicans who, who might may face uh, a primary over that. Whether that's enough of an issue to truly make them vulnerable, I think is a, a big question. You know, generally, senators are pretty strong; they don't get defeated in primaries. You have had a couple exceptions over the last uh, few election cycles, but it's pretty rare. Senators are pretty powerful in Texas. And they're generally in pretty strong shape. Um, But, yeah, I think they're going to probably be considering, you know, what it means for them long term uh, as they cast uh, their votes.
1: And then last question, Matt, the the senator from Collin County, Angela Paxson, is she impacted politically by this at all?
0: The only way I see this impacting her is if her if her husband, the attorney general, is removed from office. Uh, I do I do think it will weaken her to some extent. I think she'll probably face the primary herself. Uh, she may have more trouble, sort of raising money pot- potentially, uh, but but she's she's not alleged to have done anything here, uh, except you know be a faithful spouse uh, and someone who stood stood by her husband uh, and been supportive. Um, and I think she's been a good senator. Um, and so I think in the end that the likelihood that she pays any kind of political price is pretty low, unless we find you know some kind of new evidence that she in some way participated uh, in some of this or or had had, had knowledge. Uh, or had or benefited in some way. That's not what's been alleged here. Um, So again, I think the odds that this affects her politically are pretty low. Is it going to affect her on a personal level, emotionally, psychologically, socially? Uh, I'm sure I'm sure it's been very unpleasant for her over the last few months. It's going to be unpleasant for the next few months, unfortunately.
1: Matt, I've been asking all the questions. Anything else really stand out to you that that you wanted to add or point out about the uh, the rules, the coverage, the Senate, the Republican Party? No, I think you got it. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. Take care. All right, so here's what's happening right now. Attorneys for the House managers, the, the people presenting the case, the impeachment case on behalf of the House, they are Rusty Hardin and Dick DeGuerin. We had them on a previous episode. Hope you listened to it. If you haven't, you really should go listen to that episode and find out more about these two men who are going to be all over the headlines in the next six weeks or so. These guys, Rusty Hardin, Dick DeGarren, Houston attorneys, they are building their cases, they're assembling their witness lists, they're crafting their arguments, and the exact same thing is happening on the other side for Paxton's defense attorney, Tony Busby. So in 75 days, this trial is going to begin. It will be a political spectacle in this state, uh, likely nationally as well, since Paxton is well-known in national Republican circles. Uh, You know, the the former president, Donald Trump, is a friend of his and called on the Texas Senate uh, to vote no on this impeachment. 75 days from right now, this thing is really going to spin up pretty big in the headlines. Hopefully, Wheeler is back before then. But if he is not, I'll be here with you walking you through what happens with this trial and Texas politics, and I'll be bugging Wheeler wherever he is. He'll be back by then. I'm just joking. He's, he's going to be back in plenty of time for, uh, for all this. He better be back here next week for this next episode. Thanks for listening to Yolitics, guys. We'll see you next week.